0: Welcome listeners to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Man, come on, let's give Jesus a little praise this morning. Can we give Him a little worship? We worship you, Lord. He's worthy of all the praise. Come on, worship. The word worship is from two words. It's worth and ship worth and ship that literally that you carry the worth that he's due on the ship of praise to him. And so when you worship him, it's a worth ship. It's saying you're worthy of it. You're worth it, Lord. And I'm carrying that to you. And so come on, we make a big deal out of Jesus around here. If you're new to our community, we don't gather around uh, just principles and just philosophy. We gather around a person named Jesus and uh, we believe he's here and we believe anything can happen. We believe that God can speak to you today. Things can change today. A miracle can happen today. Uh, uh, light can dawn in darkness today. Come on, aren't you thankful that God grabbed you in the middle of a dark situation, maybe, and gave you life and hope? And uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Christmas isn't a hopeful season for for everybody in the room. And so I've been praying for that for you as well. Maybe you're going through some things today, and. You're heading into a Christmas season, and it's not as a hope-filled season as uh, uh, it has been in the past, or maybe it's a, a season that reminds you of some things that aren't too hopeful. So I'm going to try to infuse uh, the Word of God into you and, and the joy of God into you and the strength of God into you. We're starting a new series called Great Joy, and uh, we're going to be in that all through December, and then we're going to have an amazing... Uh, Christmas service. You don't want to miss that Christmas service. Bring people. We're gonna have all three services, so we're gonna to try to have some overflow at noon. We'll do an hour service, so we'll get you in and out. It's Christmas Eve, I know, and uh, we're gonna have uh, snow globes and pictures with kids and all uh, all types of stuff here, and it's gonna be a great day. We got an amazing opener that's gonna happen on that Christmas service, and so don't be late. You won't get a seat. We'll shut the door on you. You can't come in because it's gonna be stuff that's gonna happen from here that we don't want people coming in late on. And so, man, get here on time. Get a seat. Get a And sit up close. How's that? Come on, sit up close. We lead from the front, front row faith. I love front row faith. Come on, all my front row people, check out my guy right here. Come on, stand up right here with me. Look, check this out. That's some front row, that's some front row boldness right there. I like that suit, dude. Uh, And there's an invite seat on your. uh, I mean, there's an invite card on your seat, and uh, you can use that as well to invite some people to Christmas. If you invite friends and neighbors, and I promise you, I'll give them a grace-filled message full of the gospel and really to bring life and hope into their life. And uh, many, many people, I don't know the percentages, I'm gonna make them up, but if I'm, you know, I'd make them up right now, I'm just gonna say many people <laughs> will we'll say yes to a Christmas invite. Um, when you invite somebody to Christmas and Easter, that they might not say yes to church at other times. And so I wanna encourage you, maybe invite some people uh, to Christmas. And let me give you some real quick praise report. Um, we had our vision offering last week. I mean, you know about vision, we did vision offering. If you haven't participated in that yet, it's the vision offering we take once a year, the first Sunday of December, Uh, to to really further and, and push the vision forward of our church. The, the vision of our church runs at the speed of your generosity and our generosity together. And so, um, last week we had the biggest one day offering we've ever had in our, in our, in our vision offering. So an amazing, for, for, for that day, like we've had, we've had, uh, big offerings before, but for that one day, we brought $105,000 in that day. And that's Amazing. And then we had another another 200 and I think 35,000 committed over the next year uh, to the vision. And so um, we need 1.1 million. Come on, somebody. And so uh, that's an amazing start. And uh, God's doing some cool things in that. And I would just say this. This next year, God's really put on my heart um, for us to continue to develop stronger as a community. Just develop our leaders, develop each other, have really strong care for our church. I, I'm not really, and I've been asking God and praying for this church, for our church, for you, um, that we really just not... Let me say it this way. Weeds grow fast. Oak trees grow strong. And so I don't want to just, this next year, I don't feel like we're just going to just push to grow, grow, grow. I mean, praise God as our church grows, we want to reach people. But I really am going to focus in our team and our staff and our church on getting really healthy and getting strong teams and strong care systems for those that lead every week. And so if you're interested in getting on a team, there's going to be great care for you and people are going to know you and you will be known and needed. That's the heartbeat of my heart in our in our house here this this next coming year. So, anyway, all that to say, thank you for your generosity to see that vision move forward, and um, we could we might do it in phases. I don't know. We're talking with architects and things like that right now, and so uh, we need more kids space. I mean, you know, y'all are making babies, and. Uh, And we need kids space. And so we thought about going two stories in the kids area. And we're just, we're meeting. And throughout this next year, we'll keep you abreast of all the, the different progress and the architectural plans and things like that. And those kind of timelines. So thank you for believing God with us here to see a little slice of heaven. Come on, here comes heaven right here in Cedar Bluff, somebody. That's a great. Great song. Luke chapter 2, 8 through 10. Luke 2, 8 through 10. This is the first mention of the gospel. Uh, this is the announcement by the angels of the birth of Jesus. I love this uh, passage of scripture right here. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Come on, anybody ever been afraid when it comes to church, or God, or the Bible, or and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, good news of great joy that will be for some people that will be for the people I like to hang out with. That will be for the super Christians that God chose and everyone else is left out that will be for the elect people. Oh, I'm messing today. I'm in a mood today. I, I called I, I called the incarnation the incarceration for a service. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. <laughs> it's the incarnation. Uh, it'll be I'm just I'm just gonna be childlike and and and, and childlike enough and and sim- Can I just be simple today? Can I just be can we just can we just be simple enough that it says it'll be for it'll be for all people? Just be for all it'll just be for all people. We're a church for all people. Who's allowed there? Who's not? How long are they allowed to stay? How long aren't they? When do we throw them out? When don't we? These are questions I get. We're a church for all people. We're a church that God can engage people, and there's good news here at this church. There's good news that this place is for all people, There's good news. Come on, listen. Yes, we need to turn from our sin. We need to repent. We need to let the Holy Spirit do a work in us. But that's between them and God. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to proclaim the Bible. I'm going to proclaim the good news that Jesus paved the way. He paved the price. He did did everything he needed to do. It's for all people. It's great joy, good news and great joy for all people. My title today is just simply good news and great joy. Good news and great joy. Father, thank you for your news. Thank you for a house of praise, a house of joy, a house of worship. Thank you that, Lord, it's you that does the healing. It's you that does the cleaning. It's you that does the saving. That we'd make an environment where all people could come and hear the good news that all people could have a chance to receive the, 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 strength you've put into us, the, the, the cost that you've paid, Lord, all people could receive that. I thank you for the great joy that comes from that message, that you did the work, that you paid the price on the cross, that you, you, you closed the gap between God and humans. Jesus, you did the work. Thank you for this season. Thank you for great joy. I pray that it would get into our life today in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Amen. Good news and great joy. I, uh, I, am a, I love gift giving. I'm a gift giver. And so I think a good gift giver is a good listener. I think if you're a good listener, you can be a good gift giver. And I just think there's something powerful about giving gifts. And I would encourage you, if you're going to give gifts this season, like give, give some that, that matter. Give some that are good. Give good gifts. I think it's important. Anybody ever been given a bad gift that you knew that you didn't like, um, but, 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 but you had to pretend like you did? <laughs> well, who's got good at like graciously lying at gift giving and gift opening time? <laughs> I had to be trained by my mom that early in, in life. My mom spanked me. Come on, we were spanked growing up. And so uh, my mom spanked me. And I remember at a birthday party, a little kid gave me a gift that I didn't like. And I don't know, I think second grade. And I was like, I don't like it. And I just put it back and threw it back to the family. The mom's there. Everybody's embarrassed. My mom's embarrassed. She beat me right there, you know, right in front of everybody. <laughs> she's like, you don't, she, and she's like, you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter if you don't like it. You, you say you like it. Like you graciously lie. So we're trained from a young age to, ooh, socks. Oh, a magnet with your face on it. Ooh, I can hang the socks I don't need on my refrigerator with your face. This is awesome. You know, like if they say the gift back to you, they don't like it. Oh, socks. I know, I just gave it to you. You don't have to repeat what it is. They don't like it if they repeat it. Come on, you've been there? train your children. They have to use these one word demonstratives. Oh my nice. It's just these big, these big words. And so we learn how to do that when it comes to different gifts and things that we don't need. I just want to encourage you when it comes to Jesus, he's not giving you stuff that you have to act happy about. You don't have to fake it with God. You don't have to pretend with God. You don't, have to, you don't have to act like it. You know, you love all of it, but he says, I give you great joy. I give you good news. He's not giving you something that's not relevant, that's not real, that's not true in your life. You don't have to fake to be happy. You don't have to pretend with Jesus. He actually has good news. He actually has strength. He actually has, has great joy for you this season. And I don't know what you're facing right now in your life. I don't know what you've opened up, the proverbial gift that you didn't like, but you don't have to pretend with God. You can be honest with God. You can be thankful and you can be joyful. And God's saying, I've got some stuff for you. I believe God really has some, some stuff for you in this, in this season, in your home, in your family, in the relationship that's maybe strained in your, in your life right now, that God wants to actually do something that you couldn't imagine he could put joy inside of. And I'm praying for my home, for your home, for our city, our community, that great joy, the joy of God, the strength of Jesus. The Bible says that he is the, the, the source of your joy that he has good news of great joy, that that's the source of my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He's the the source of my life. He's not giving me something that's not real. I'm, I'm praying God blows your mind today and blows your mind this week and this season. Oh God, I can't believe you did that in my life. Here's the first mention of the entire gospel in the New Testament, the very keynote of the angelic song as I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy. Great joy. Why is it great joy? I'm gonna give you a couple thoughts today on why is this great joy. I need joy. Come on, we need great joy in our life. The enemy sucks joy. Life can pull joy sometimes. The, the, the attacks we have, the situations of life, they try to pull joy. The ver- very first reason I think this is great joy, it's the gospel, the good news. Gospel just means good news. The good, I bring you good news, good tidings of great joy. Why? Number one, it's the opposite of religion. What he brings you, and the good news is the exact opposite of religion. I love the first word of the angel is, hey, fear not. Fear not. That's the opposite of religion. Religion will scare you. It'll make you think you've got to clean up, make you think you're not good enough, make you think that you don't fit in, make you think that God is mad at you and upset with you, and God's, no, 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 God's madly in love with you. He went to the cross to show it. It says that this is good news. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. It's for all people. Here's the thing. Religion always breeds fear. Religion always breeds separation. It always breeds that, that you're not good enough, and it's only for certain ones, and it's only for a certain choice group, and it's only for, and, and it's for, it says it's for all people. The people you don't like, the people that maybe I don't like, the people that don't, that don't look and act, and, it's for all people. And that's good news for our church. That's good news for you and I. These shepherds, literally, they, they believed these shepherds were, were the lowest of society. They were the kind of the outcasts. Some of them said that they, they were like even thieves and, 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 that, and that, you, that they couldn't actually testify in court. That's how much of a character problem that they believe these shepherds had. And I love that the angels show up to the first group of people that were the downcast and the left out in society. These guys were actually unclean considered in the Jewish religion. They weren't allowed to be around the things of God. They weren't allowed to come into church. They weren't allowed without doing a bunch of things and getting through a bunch of hoops and cleaning themselves up in a certain way. That's religion. Religion always says you have to go through certain hoops to get close to God. You gotta gotta do everything right to be close to Jesus. You gotta gotta fix yourself. That's that's not, that's fearful. Here's the deal. Fear not. This is for all people. Can I tell you that religion always makes us feel, number one, terrified, and number two, unclean. And some of you may be in this room today going, you know what, I, I'm scared to get near God. I don't know how to talk to God. I don't know how to come to church. I, I'm here, but, but I don't even feel comfortable or I, I just don't think I'm good enough or, or I don't feel clean enough in my life or I messed up yesterday or the day before. And I'm just here to tell you the good news that he brings is that you fit in, that God brought not religion to you. He brought a relationship to you. And, and here's the deal, the law, the old covenant, the law in of itself reminded us of sin. It let you and I know that we did have sin that separated us. There was a dismay, this natural feeling of dread and this sinful behavior. and get a law saying, you're judged. And there's this tendency that religion still lives there and makes us tremble at fear when it comes to the things of God. But Jesus, he shows up and he says, listen, I'll give you good news. The angels say, I've got great joy. The very first word to mankind when it came to the gospel, listen to me, fear not fear not today, God be for you, God be with you. Like, I don't know what you're afraid of right now. I don't know what the darkness is that's coming against you or closing in around you. I don't know, but, but the Jewish people in this day and age believe that if they encountered angelic forces or if they encountered, if they encountered divinity, they would die. That was the sentiment of these men that were out. It wasn't, they weren't just afraid because the angels showed up. They thought they were gonna die. They didn't think they were good enough, clean enough, holy enough. And so it's like, whoa, uh, no, 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 fear not. Hear hear me. You, You can approach God. Not just in church, not just on a Sunday, on your worst day, on your worst day. It's for you. You can approach him. No longer is he a judge leaning over you in terror. Now he's a father bending down to you and I saying, hey, fear not. I've got good news for you. I love you. I'm with you. This is, a, this is amazing grace, everybody. This is great joy. Amazing grace. It's, it's, it's Jesus. It's, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. It's not living up to the condition and obeying everything and then I'm accepted. That's the world. That's karma. That's if you do good, you get good. Do good, get good. Do good, get good. We all know that. Do good, get a raise. Do good, get a raise. Do good, get good. Do good, get good. The gospel is do bad, get good. Yes. <laughs> I'm not giving you a license to go out and sin and do all that. That's what they said to Paul. There's Paul saying, just go do whatever. That's not what I'm saying. God's, God's boundaries are blessings, not burdens. And every 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 no I give to my children is for a better yes. But but you and I have to understand that grace is that we're accepted because of his work. And then we begin to believe on who he is. And he put that in our heart. And then we begin to work. It's, it's, it's grace, faith, and work. Grace, faith, and work. Religion is, is work, faith, and then maybe you're accepted. Grace. It's the exact opposite. In the gospel, that's good news for me. That's good news for you. That's amazing. I bring you good news of great joy. Jesus was a friend to sinners. That's right, yeah. That was his title. Jesus, friend of sinners. Yes. I'm so thankful. Do you know how much joy that brings me? That should bring you joy because I know you ain't all what you act like. Yes. <laughs> and we're not all what we act like and try to clean up. But he's a friend of sinners. Yes. He's a friend of sinners. Some of you... Let me just say that some of you, you're wondering like who, who's allowed in this and who, I don't want to be around them. And we've gotten so isolated and so insulated. And so I can't go around them. And and, and, and the Bible says, come out from amongst them, yes, come out from your character and the way they do business and the way they live, but, but don't come out from amongst them being their friend. Some, some of you don't have any friends that are sinners, <laughs> you think. <laughs> but the reality is so often we pull ourselves out of these things and we've Lost our ability to be salt. We've lost our ability to be light. And the reality is, Jesus is a friend to you and I. He's a friend to sinners. That's just to me. That's just good news. That good good news. That just brings me joy. Here's the, write it down this way. Uh, permission to fail produces power to change. Permission to fail in my life. Permission to fail with the God. Hey, listen, with God and I can blow it and mess up and now all of a sudden he still loves me. I'm still accepted. I'm still in the family. I'm still challenged. I'm still convicted by, the, by God and the Holy Spirit. I want to be challenged but now I've got permission to fail so I've got power that I can actually be challenged to change in my walk with God and who I am in my life. Permission to fail in your life. Give your kids some permission to fail. It gives them power to change. Give yourself some permission to fail. Sometimes it gives you power to change. There's great joy and the fact that you and I are in this and we have good news full of joy. Number two, great, great news of great joy. Two, God desires you to be happy. Number one, this is the opposite of religion. Number two, God desires you to be happy. In fact, I'm gonna just camp on that for a while today. Some of you are like, well, you know, God wants you to be holy, not happy. You know, holy brings happiness. God desires you to be happy. God desires you to, to have joy. Say, well, 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 the joy is not the same as happiness. And joy means, you know, it's, joy is internal and it's the Lord. And happiness is external circumstances. So, so you know, ha- and I've said it before. You know, happiness is happenstance, what happens to you. But joy is eternal. Can I just tell you that joy and happiness have a whole lot in common? <laughs> and it, it is big on God's heart that you and I be happy. One of God's, listen to me. One of God's main objectives in his relationship with you is your joy. So much so, it's the very first thing he says I bring you good news of great joy. He wants you. To have joy, you. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be full of joy. And I'm praying for you this season that in all the chaos and all the stuff, that there's actually joy and happiness in your life and joy in your marriage and joy with your children and joy in your relationships and joy at home and joy at your workplace and joy in your life and joy in your heart and joy in your your situation. I pray for joy. God wants you and I to be joyous. As a parent, I want my kids to be happy. Like, I don't mean like, Happiness at all costs that they rebel and do whatever ever, ever they want to get to get happiness that's called rebellion that's not, that's not happiness I don't want them to just do whatever they want, but I want them to be happy. I want happiness for my children. God wants you to be happy and here, here's the deal you need to get this in your mind because some of you walk around so heavy and Christianity's become this big burden and, and this big heaviness and you come to church to alleviate whatever that might be, but there's not really a continuous joy day to day and week in and week out and we come get a fix sometimes. But the reality is, here's the thing, my kids, sometimes they wanted my presence for what I could do for them, not just because they wanted my presence. And so, and so, you know, mom said no to the game, the video game. Dad said, yeah, come on, anybody. I want my kids to have great joy around me. (laughs) I would always say, Mom says no, but Dad says yes. I want joy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But but they would come around me. But they wanted, they wanted my presence for what I could afford them. They wanted to violate a principle, maybe, by getting my presence on the scene. I just want to say we're not allowed, we don't, we're not supposed to get God's presence just to violate principles. Does that make sense? This isn't a do whatever we want. It's not, oh well, but here's the thing. My kids now, when they want to be around me, just because they want to be around me. Come on, I got one son that moved out and, you know, we wanted that to happen. (laughs) And, and, and now, and now he comes back around the house every now and then and begins to linger, begins to loiter, begins to stay a little bit longer, begins to talk to us. And I'm like, wow, he used to hate us and we didn't talk and blew up now he moved out. and, And for years it was strenuous, but now he comes back around and we're talking and he's like, Hey, what's up parents? And he just shows up and we're like, this is amazing. And I want to bless him out of that and, and give to him out of that. And, I've, and, and I got a heart that's different out of that because he just wants to be around us. When my daughter, she comes around me, it's just a blessing. She's like, I don't want to be around him. I know right now, but when you come around me, I love when she's around me. And I, she just wants to hang out or talk a little bit. I cherish that because they just want my presence. God, when we just come around him, because here's the thing, he wants you happy because he is your joy. He is your strength. His presence is what feeds you the life. It's not... It's not out of all this other stuff. It's like God is actually the f- personification of joy. Jesus is the personification of joy. God, joy is central to God. Joy is central to the gospel. Joy is central to Jesus. Jesus was the happiest man on the planet. God is the happiest being in the universe. If I can use that word without you emailing me, hate email. He's, a, he's, a, he's the happiest being in the universe. I know he's a father, don't email me. Okay, he's, but... but But there's something about God that's full of joy. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus was exalted above his companions, all of his companions by the oil of joy. Can I tell you that the joy will exalt you in your workplace? Joy will exalt you in your relationships. It'll exalt you at home. Joy will exalt you in the world. We should be the, you and I should be the happiest people on earth. Let's just take an inventory for that for a second. I should be the happiest man on earth. You and I should be the happiest people on earth. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Once you do encounter his joy, the word blessed means happy. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, blessed is the man, blessed is the, blessed is the woman. That's, that's happy. I don't know if God wants me happy. I just The gospel's just hard and heavy. Just solemn. Gotta be solemn in church. Be solemn. Sacred. Just shh. Man, I just, that's not the gospel. I've had people, years ago, I had a guy, um, I was doing a series, I did a series called uh, Bomb," And uh, I was talking about photos of people that get photobombed. It was one of the titles of my message. And I had uh, pictures I was putting up of funny photobombs. In here. And, 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 the last picture I thought was the funniest. And my wife's going to probably be upset for me sharing this, but, but I, but it was a picture. It was somebody who was getting married out at a farm. They got married at a farm and, and they were out there in the, in the pasture land, getting married in the farm. I don't do weddings at farms. I don't do weddings outside in August. I don't go sweat at your wedding. I do weddings indoors. Now <laughs> I've done farm weddings. I don't do outdoor farm weddings anymore. And I, I was outside, so this picture, this couple was outside getting, getting married and they were doing their nuptials right there and there was a photo bomb picture and behind them was a cow that had mounted another cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest picture I've ever seen. And and I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, this is so funny. I was like, and and I get this horrible email saying, that is an unholy act that you put behind, that you put up on the screen in God's sanctuary. And you are, you've defiled the room. I'm like, what is unholy about two cows making love? That's Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know if it's love procreating, whatever, (laughs) but, but. But I'm just. But I was like, what, "Oh, God made these cows unholy. This is unholy. God created them. Like what? I think we just get so weird about a room and God's sanctuary, and this is unholy now. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, we're light and easy. It's fun. The gospel. I know this church. You come here because it's a little bit different. Thank you for coming. <laughs> but the reality is, like, like this is just. It's joyous. It's the gospel. It's not hard and heavy. We're not solemn and down and dissecting the whole Bible until it's dead doesn't fly this isn't science class study the word of god yes but it's to bring you life and joy and think let's look at it through the lens of the new covenant the cross and what christ did i just want you to be happy (laughs) and here's the here's the deal some of y'all like well that's so selfish it's actually not because of you it's not it's not for you uh my wife and I are different. Moms and dads, I think, are different. You know, So I don't know. Where are all your dads at that you ever had to watch your kids for a weekend and a couple days? Things go a little different than when moms watching the kids. My wife used to be engaged about what they wore and their outfit and how important it was when they went out and how it matched and what it looked like and all the different things. And we weren't froofy or, foofy or anything like that, but she just wanted it nice and matching and all that. Dad, when I kept them for a weekend... They show up with a glob. My daughter, I remember one day she showed up with a glob of jelly in her hair. My wife's like, how'd she get jelly in her hair? I'm like, oh no, man, that's, that's just, that's just part of the accessories. That's part of it. <laughs> dress was all tucked back into the pantyhose. You know what I'm saying? Like all the little, the little pink dress. It's just, we were in a hurry. Your shoes are on backwards. You know what I'm saying? Mom and dad, it was different. It was just different. Right. And then it was a reflection a little bit. And so if kids show up here in our kids' ministry and they're getting checked in and your kids come here and we look at your kids and they have uh, really disheveled clothes on and they're all dirty and their jeans and their clothes are all dirty and their shoes are on backwards and they're, they got tear marks on their faces and they have dirt on their face and they, and they, and they aren't really responding and they have some bruises on their arms and they, they look heavy and they look solemn and they look sad and we go to talk to them and they don't respond and they won't look us in the eye and someone goes to say hi and they flinch from us, we're going to go, wait a minute, what's wrong with these kids? No, we're not we're not going to say what's wrong with these kids. We're going to say what's wrong with their parents. We're going to actually begin to make phone calls to different agencies based on the extremity of the situation. And the parents are going to be a reflection. The child is going to be a reflection of the parents. And so when you and I walk around solemn and somber and heavy and mourning all the time and down and no joy and no life. It's a direct reflection of the God that you believe in. It's a direct reflection to a world looking for the answer. When you don't have joy, it's a direct reflection of the father in heaven. That's why God wants you and I happy. I don't mean that we're not going to go through hell on earth sometimes, but he's saying, I want to give you joy. I want to give you strength. I've got good news. I've beat all that. I've defeated that. I've got a life for you. You can overcome. I got strength for you. And the scary part is this, that when people see you and I as a wrong reflection of God's joy, they look for joy beyond and outside of Jesus. When they see this heavier than now and holier than now, and gotta be holy, gotta be heavy. I'm not picking on holiness, man. I've let the Holy Spirit tell me things that I need to do and not do. But when that's the, the reflection I love that the gospel's light and easy. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. I want us as his kids to reflect the right gospel. Jesus was happy. Jesus was happy. And let me say this Jesus is happy with you. He's happy with you. Even when you're not happy with you, he's happy with you. The thing is, some of you have the wrong picture of God in your mind, and the greatest thing you could do for yourself today and for others is change the picture of God in your head, change the picture of what he looks like in your mind. Some of you have a forever and and marked mind of Jesus whipping and turning tables over. When I'm talking about joy and I'm saying that, you're like, well, he whipped tables. He was angry one day. If that's your default in your mind right now, then we need to pray after service. (laughs) You, You need to get a picture of Jesus, a new upgrade of who he is in your mind. Jesus did turn tables one time. Do you know who he turned them for and flipped them for and made a whip for and went and did that? He was in the temple. He was in church and the the Jews were, were excluding certain people from church. And so what was happening was they were actually exchanging money, which was normal the day and they would charge a little bit of interest, which was okay, but they weren't allowed to charge exorbitant interest, but they were exchanging money because people from all over the world were coming to the temple all over the world. were coming to church. And they were deciding who was allowed to get in and who wasn't based on who they would exchange money for. And so if there were foreigners and people that weren't allowed in, prejudices, the people they didn't want around them, they wouldn't actually exchange their money and allow them to come in and worship. And Jesus makes a whip, flips a table and says, my house shall be a house of prayer for all ethnoses, all nations. And so, so there was this, this division and that's what Jesus got ticked off about and flipped the tables about not allowing actual people in to come and know and hear God. And worship God. So yes, Jesus though was joyous. He walked like we walked. He was a man. He loved life. He was actually the Bible. I said to you, he he was exalted by the oil of joy amongst all his companions. And number three. So number two, God wants you happy. I just want you to get that in your heart today. I want you to leave here happy. It'll change your life with people. It'll change your relationships. Like I know there's stress in life, but God says he's given you joy. Number three, God made us members of his family. Why is this news great joy? Because God made me and made you a member of his family. You and I are in the family of God. That, that um, you are not excluded. Do you know that, that humans love exclusivity? We just love it. We love exclusivity. I don't know, There's, there's from a young age, secret handshake. <laughs> boys only. No girls allowed. No boys allowed. I'm still not allowed in my daughter's room, right? There's exclusivity rights. <laughs> we, certain clubs, certain memberships, we, we like Exclusivity. I remember years ago, um, I went to an exclusive golf resort down in Memphis, and the member, I wasn't a member, I was with a friend, and we were invited to come there, but we weren't members, and so we went there, and the member wasn't there yet, and so when we got there, it was like, we knew we didn't belong. I'm just like, I don't, we don't, we're a little nervous, a little on edge, a little happy Gilmore up in there. A little, it was a little stuffy club. It was a little uppity, a little, you know, I'm like, so wait, wait, just, just blend, just blend in, just blend in, just pretend. You ever remember somewhere you had to pretend like you belonged? Come on. You're like, yeah, church. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point of this message. You don't, you don't have to do that. Like, like just pretend. Like, we, didn't, we don't, do we have the right shorts? Do we have the right shoes? Do we have the right belt? Do we have the right collar? Do we have, do we have, do we have? And then we're, we're freaked out. And then finally, somebody said, hello, sir. I'm like, we're, oh, we're fine. You know, we're fine. <laughs> don't let them talk to you. Don't let them know you're not a member. Don't let them know you don't belong. And then the member showed up. And the member showed up. It was totally different. I was like, hey, what's up? How you doing? High five. Yeah, we belong in here. <laughs> because a member was with me. The point of Jesus bringing you into the family, the point of Jesus becoming human was that it was a holy club. It was a keep out. There was nobody that was allowed into the, the sphere of God. There was nobody that was good enough. We couldn't be a part of his family. But then Jesus shows up. He becomes human. He becomes human so that when God looks at humanity, he says, you know what? My son was human. I remember my kid was human. My own son was human. And now the incarnation, not the incarceration, the incarnation... (laughs) <laughs> he could, it could be incarceration for him the incarnation the reason he became human because what man what humanity couldn't invade in divinity he became human so we could actually be a part of the holy trinity that we could be part of the members only club, that we could be in this thing, that we could be happy Gilmore up in here and we don't have to fake it and pretend and put the right clothes on and act like we fit in and make sure and just try to get God at a distance because we don't want anybody to talk to us or God to talk to us because we know we don't actually belong. No, 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 no. Jesus came and made me a member of the family. With all my dysfunction and all my disorder and all my disease and all my junk in my life, he made me a member of the family. Come on, you got crazy family too getting ready to go around them. Who's got crazy family? If you didn't put your hand up, you're the one they're raising their hand about right now, <laughs> somewhere. And God said, it's good news that you don't have to fake it to fit in, that you can be real and you can be honest and you can fit into the things of God. Here, here's a couple of facts. I got a few minutes left with you. Here's a couple of facts of joy. Jesus was the happiest man on the planet. Number one, joy will change my approach to life just simple. Joy will change your approach to life. Nehemiah 8.10, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. Like, like when there's joy, you actually say, okay, there's hope. There's an outlook. There's, I can get through this. I can make it. Eternity brings me hope. I have the Lord's joy. I have an eternal outlook. It begins to change things. It begins to change your approach to life. You ever been through something and you're like, I can't go on anymore. And then there's some joy of something else comes into your life. You have something that brings you some joy. You can keep going. Some of you need joy in your marriage so you can keep going in this season. So you need joy in your parenting so you can continue to parent the way God's called you to parent. You need some joy at work. Come on, who needs some joy at work right now? And you're ready for that little break? Christmas is here, everybody's going crazy. You need some joy at the mall, somebody. You need some joy in traffic. I need some joy in traffic. Do not mess with me in traffic. (laughs) My wife gets so angry. Like if I am in a park, I get parking lot rage when I'm hungry. She's like, you are hungry. Like stop doing this. I will fly around the parking lot looking for a spot. Man, we need a little joy. It changes our approach to life. Number two, joy will turn my problems into blessings. Like what? It actually turns my problems into blessings. Yeah, this is what Proverbs 1722 says, "A cheerful heart is good medicine. A cheerful heart is good medicine. What does medicine do? It heals? It cures. It turns a sickness into into, uh, healing. So joy actually will take a sickness, a disease, pain, a separation, something that's a problem, and actually turn it into a blessing. And God will actually begin to heal some things with joy, laughter, joy. Uh, I think it's important. And then the last one, joy will affect those around me. Joy affects those around me. Your suit, dude, affects me. I was in worship this morning. Your suit, look at this guy's suit. Your suit the, the joy just in your suit. Like I was over here worshiping and I said, look at that dude's suit. Just brought a smile to my face. Just brought joy into my life. Joy is contagious. Like you're joyous. It's just, just, just happy. Just, it'll change. It'll be Contagious. Went to the Nate Barg, it's Bargetzi, How do you say Bar, Barg We went with some friends right here, the Wilsons and, and some the Reeds, and, and my, my family and I, we went to the, that comedian last week. We laughed for an hour straight. It just it was contagious. Just the laughter, and just it was it was just so good. Some of you need to get some joy and let that overflow into those around you. Or, or get around somebody that's joyous. You ever been around somebody that's just full of joy in the morning? You don't like them. I know that. <laughs> My, my daughter and my wife will try to be extra joyous to my daughter in the morning. She's like, the Bible says, don't be happy in the morning. No, it says, don't sing to your neighbor loud in the morning, but we can still be happy, right? Sometimes they're so happy. Like, why are you so happy? Like, but, but then my wife sometimes will begin to put that joy on me. It's contagious. And we were at a birthday party yesterday, a little three-year-old kid. They were singing happy birthday to the three-year-old. And it marked me. Like, we're singing happy birthday to him and he's making hand signs to himself with it, as we're singing, we're like, happy birthday. He's like, <laughs> he's like bathing himself in, in the birthday song. At three, we're all just smiling, just smiling in the room. It's amazing. I just want to encourage you. Joy is contagious. Get joy in your life. I pray for supernatural joy. Great news. I bring you, I bring you, Jesus says, I bring you, the angels say, I bring you good news of great joy. He brings it. He brings it. He brings it to you. He's bringing you good news right now. He's bringing you great joy right now. Do you know that Caesar Augustus was ruling the world at this time? He refused the title of king. He said, I'm not not gonna be king. There's not enough power. Not enough power in the title of king, so I wanna be called Caesar. Caesar Augustus, in this moment, in this hour when these angels showed up, he had taken the more power than the world had ever known. One man had created world dominion, one man, and he took on the title Caesar. And Rome had bludgeoned and bloodied and battled the entire world into submission. And the angel shows up in the darkest hour on the planet, the darkest time in history, and says, I bring you good news of great joy. I don't don't know what darkness you're facing or what situation you're in or what you've encountered or what you feel right now. Maybe you're great and there's others around you that need this. Maybe you're not and you need great joy. You need some strength this year. You need something going into this next season of your life or going into this holiday season. I promise you it's just like God to bring the greatest light and the greatest joy in the darkest of moments. So I just wanna pray for you right now if that's you. Father, thank you so much for just your joy. Thank you that we, you want us to be happy. Thank you that we as your kids can reflect the gospel appropriately in our heart, in our behavior, in our face, in our smiles, in our our warmth, just in who we are, Lord. We should be the happiest people on the planet. Lord, it's a great reflection of who you are. Let us not reflect anything other than what the goodness of you is. Lord, I pray for those in the room right now or those watching online, if this season isn't such a season of joy, maybe they're facing a diagnosis or facing something unknown or facing a darkness or a fear, or maybe a kid is distant, or there's some, some in their life that are in some things they shouldn't be in, or Lord, there's all types of things that earth throws at us. But God, I thank you that you bring right now great news and great joy, and that your first word to us was fear not. I pray that fear would dissipate today, that if God be for us, who can be against us? And that if God be on my side, nobody could be against me. And with you, God, nothing shall be impossible. I pray for healing. I pray for hope right now. I pray for salvation right now. Jesus, you came and paid the price. We were distant from you and you brought us into the family. Maybe you feel distant from God today. You feel like, yeah, I'm in church, but I'm distant from him. Like, I don't feel like I fit in. I don't feel like I'm a member of the club. Like, I feel distant. Jesus paid the way for you. He paid the membership price on that cross so you could be a part of the family. No one looking around, I'm not gonna embarrass you. Maybe you're watching online or you're in this room. You say, Pastor, I need some joy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't need to fake it any longer with God. I don't wanna act like all these things are good. I need, I need some real joy in my life right now. No one looking around, just put your hand up to me real quick, just, just real quick. I need some joy right now. Come on, hands in the room. If you're watching online, just let us know. Pray for me for joy right now. Father, you see every hand. You know every scenario. God, only you can bring joy. Only you can bring good news. Only you can speak life. Only you can bring it into our life to know that you're involved. Lord, would you get involved? Would you let us know that you bring good news in the midst of darkness? And no matter how, how dark it is, God, I pray you would shine a light in this season. In these next few days, do a work that only you could do. Bring healing. healing. Reverse the situation. Heal the marriage. Heal the heart. Heal that child, that son or daughter. We thank you, Lord, for great joy. And then, just for another second, if you're in this room, you say, you know what, Pastor? I feel distant. I don't, maybe you gave your life to Christ years ago and you've walked away, or maybe you never have. You know he's not the Lord of your life. You know, he's not leading it. He's not making the rules. He's not leading the way. You're here in church and maybe you feel distant because you just don't feel close to God or you feel like not clean enough or not good enough for God. Can I tell you, Jesus removed all that distance. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. You need to do that today for the first time. I promise you that distance will go away as Jesus becomes your Lord and your savior. Or maybe you did it 10 times or a hundred times, but you need to come back to him today. Today is a day for maybe a fresh start for you. That's open for you today as well. If you're watching online or you're in this room, the Bible says this, that if you give your life to Jesus, if you make him the leader of your life, you get a fresh start with God, that you don't have any distance between you and God, that you get a new heart with God. If you're watching online right now and you need a fresh start, I'm gonna pray for you. Would you just type fresh start right now? Just type it in the chat. We wanna pray for you. And then no one's gonna embarrass you if you're in this room and you say, you know what, Pastor, I feel distant. I, I don't feel like I belong. I, I, don't, I really don't feel like Jesus is the Lord of my life. He's not leading my life. I need a fresh start. I'm not gonna stand you up or embarrass you. But, but just by a show of hands, just boldly, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God today. Would you just lift your hand up to me? I need a fresh start with Christ today. I need Jesus in my life today. Not religion, not church, not rules. I need a fresh start with Jesus. Anybody in this room, thank you for your boldness. Anybody else? I need a fresh start with God this morning. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your boldness. No judgment. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this room right now. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Those of you that slipped your hand up to me, I'm so proud of you. If you didn't put your hand up, would you put your heart up in this prayer if you need to make Jesus the leader and Lord of your life right now? If you're watching online, just pray this prayer right where you are. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus. The Bible says if I would believe on my heart, in my heart on Jesus and I confess with my mouth that he is God, I shall be saved. I believe, Jesus, that you did what you said you did. You went to a cross, you took my rebellion, my sin, my, you took all of my shame, my guilt, you took all of that, and you nailed it to that tree forever, for good, you took care of it. Nothing separates me from God any longer. I believe that you did that to bring me into the family of God, and you didn't stop there. I believe you rose from the dead to prove that you have power over death, hell, sin, and the grave, and to show me brand new life. Give me a brand new heart today Be the Lord and the leader of my life the rest of my days. Thank you for great joy in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, let's give God some praise. If you got some joy, if you believe that he brings good news. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.